Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. This show is part of the RetroZap.com Podcast Network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 139 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is my brother from another mother, Robert Workman. We are not related. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the intro, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is what kind of show we're in for. We're talking about sibling rivalry and kind of like how you get like brothers and sisters in the gaming and everything, and this is how Elaine comes into the show. Like, five seconds, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Just so immediately derails the entire podcast yeah, before so, we even uh, start the podcast <laughs> yeah so uh who, who do we have on the show david? i mean it probably goes without saying but who we have on the show david yes so with us here is, is elaine james of nerd and needle and along with her is her brother ross james who we've had on the show before so how's it going there guys it's great hello how's it going is me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're really finishing each other's sentences already in that case <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, so it's really cool to have you guys on here. Uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about like, about like sibling dynamics and like rivalries and whatnot, and how they you know how how you kind of got like each other into gaming and all that stuff. Um, so we figure you know figure that would be like an interesting like main topic to hit. Uh, but before we hit the main topic, we're gonna hit the news here. Uh, starting off with the fact that the game awards uh, are, are gonna have ten new game announcements. It seems uh, during like the uh, the like award show that's gonna be coming up real soon here. Well, actually, more than ten according to what Jeff Keighley said, and we already know what one of them is going to be because Obsidian announced today they will announce what their new game is with Microsoft at mm. the show. Uh, they, they didn't give any hints or anything like that, but it sounds like it's going to be a role-playing game. And it sounds like, you know, th- since Microsoft picked them up, this is their first major project with them. Um, like I said, details are very scarce, but I mean, there's a lot of excitement behind this because there are a lot of diehard fans behind Obsidian, obviously. You know, th- their games over the years, like Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, South Park the stick of truth um you know pillars of eternity they they really and they work on new vegas also oh yeah in vault new vegas of course <laughs> Le- mm-hmm. <laughs> Le- liana was all like ta- we were talking about today it's fallout new orleans isn't it, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? it's not no i wish but uh, no they're teaming up with a company called private division alongside microsoft to uh to put, and it's like an independent studio so it sounds like it's going to be a really big rpg style adventure maybe even bigger than pillars of eternity so 
fingers crossed that we're going to get a nice reveal out of that. And then on top of that, we could also see a possible Anthem reveal. Uh, there's talk Nintendo's going to be there. They're going to have something planned. Maybe Metroid Prime 4 gameplay fingers. That's crossed. kind of the big one for like Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. So yeah. It, it'd be really cool if they actually had like a, had like a proper trailer for that. Maybe like some gameplay show like Samus just kind of, you know, running around like in a suit or the Zero mm-hmm. suit or something like that. I, th- I think it'd be really cool to get, you know, to actually have that be kind of like a, uh, like a stage for that. Well, you understand Nintendo stole the show last year. They revealed like mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild DLC available that day. Then they said Bayonetta 3 is coming out. Then they announced Bayonetta 1 and 2 for Switch. So I don't know how they're going to top that, but I kind of want to see them try. Because I, I, I want to see something good from them. I, I think I think we're going to be in for a fun game awards. You know, and I think the sad part is, David, we're not going this year. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> every year we always try to go because it's kind of connected with PlayStation experience, but because there is no PlayStation experience, we're kind of left in limbo, which kind of sinks. But our buddy, um, Mike Harris, uh, obviously the McDonald's dude, chef Mike, yeah. chef Mike, yeah, or what you call him, <laughs> he's, he's going to be there. <laughs> he's going to have a traditional chef coat. So if you see him out there, go ask him, don't ask him for a Whopper, ask him for a Big Mac. Yeah, or like a McRib in this case. Oh, a McRib, yeah, totally. I, could use so I think like Xavier Woods, like he like called him out, like like asking him like if uh, like if he made the McRib or something. Oh God, damn! <laughs> I think he did. Like, I... Did you make his? Like, well, no, but <laughs> you know what? Nobody's gonna ask. Yeah, I made it. Sure. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, David, what do you think we're gonna see out of the Game Awards? Do you have any other predictions? I know for me that Metro Prime Four is like kind of like the main one that like I, you know I'm really hoping to see. Um, aside from that, I mean, I have no clue. I'm just kind of like just waiting to see like what's going to happen. Maybe like a new duck hunt. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> duck hunt two. The dog shoots back. Exactly. Was it sure if like you know for like Elaine Ross like you know if, if you guys like have any uh, any like you know hopes or predictions uh, from what like, the game awards as far as what's going to be shown for new games? Not really, honestly. I, I would like some new IPs. I think that would be nice, but we will see. We will see. I'd like to see more out of Anthem, honestly. That's probably the one that I'm mm. the most curious about. You kind of like hyped for that now, or? No, not even a little bit. I just want to see more of it. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Not <laughs> even a little bit. I'm curious to see what kind of train wreck it's going to be. <laughs> you know, I just want to see how much, how close they're going to get to Destiny. Like, are they going to try to touch that's, it? They... Yes, <laughs> literally. Yeah, that's kind of what hey. I'm looking at right now. Hey, at least you can fly faster to areas instead of just running around on bikes. Guys. Yeah. Come on. I like my sparrow. I put flames on it. Leave me alone. <laughs> that bike is mine. Don't touch it. Uh, it comes out of thin up- air. Right. Well, I saw like our, our buddy, like the hashtagist, like he posted like a picture of like the um, like the sparrow he got just recently. It looked like kind of like the uh, like the Ghost Rider bike, honestly, with all the flames yes, and stuff. Yes, I saw that. It looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, there is one more little note here. Um, they said they might finally reveal Borderlands 3 at the event. Mm. I mean, oh, that would be a good spot for too, actually. Bulletstorm a while back. So, yeah. So, we'll see, I guess. Because mm. uh, Borderlands be VR comes out, like, the following week. So, who knows? Yeah. So, and we know that they're working on that, too. So, that that would make sense mm-hmm. that they have, like, something to show than it would be at the Game Awards. And so, you know, there's going to be, like, a lot of eyes on that. Um, especially, as you said there, Robert, like, with there being no, uh, you know, no, no PlayStation experience, uh, you know, for, like, those uh, those big announcements. So, now the Game Awards can kind of, yeah. like, soak up all that and, you know, have those announcements there. I know. And that means we're also probably not going to get any new um, PlayStation 5 details. However, uh, an interesting patent has 
surfaced there, David, for the PlayStation 5 that shows that Sony might be utilizing some sort of cartridge format. Mm. Uh, we took a look at these um, images over at comicbook.com slash gaming story, which I wrote up, by the way. Uh, and the <laughs> images originally came from a German site called Tectastic. And they showed this image of what looks like a, a classic PlayStation memory card with like a plug-in slot for if, for use in an actual system. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, this is not finalized or anything like that, but this kind of gives a slight hint that maybe Sony might be considering a format that they haven't used since the PlayStation Vita. Mm, yeah. uh, they might be trying to copy the Switch format. I mean, is it any surprise that Sony's looking to copy Nintendo again? No. <laughs> In this case? <laughs> Obviously not. But. <laughs> um, but based on, like, the, uh, like, you know, the, the like, diagrams here that, the, you know, that they have, like, for what looks like the cartridge or memory card or whatever it might be, um, it looks like it might have, like, a direct plug-in possibly to, like, transfer your, your data around or, like, to, uh, you know, to, to do something along those ways, uh, you know, along those lines uh, in order to, uh, um, you know, in order to have like your games connected uh, or like be better, uh, be better accessed, I guess, in some way. So um, it's, it's really interesting, especially since, you know, as you said, like, you know, Sony hasn't done like the whole cartridge format since PlayStation Vita. Uh, that's been like, the, I think the only case like where, where they've actually adopted like a cartridge format. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Maybe this could lead into them doing like their own Nintendo Switch like device. You know, that, that might be what the future of PlayStation 5 looks like. I think the only downside to that is they've seen the failure that the Vita had. I mean, technically, they made the Vita fail. I mean, it was doing decently on our market, but obviously it wasn't reaching Game Boy-style numbers or, you know, 3DS-style numbers, so they tanked it. This is It's actually going out of out of production next year. So, I mean, it, it's basically something that they're trying to flush. So I can't help but think, unless they're going to do something where you could play the same games on the home console and this Vita follow-up, whatever it is, I don't know if it'll work for them i mean they will try to copy the switch to some extent but the question is is it going to be exact or is it going to be something that's done their way i mean we saw what happened when they tried to adapt something their way they did the playstation move and that fucking mm. writer crap that wasn't all was, too hot was, yeah <laughs> so not everything worked their way so the question is are they taking their time and actually working on a proper format I, it's going to be interesting what to see if they do a PlayStation experience late next year for the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation brand, because it sounds like that's what they want to do now that they pulled out of E3. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need their three hour intermission anyways. <laughs> Shots fired, Elaine. <laughs> yeah, she's just going to be sitting there. Elaine's probably just sitting there doing like last year's presentation. When are you going to fucking show Last of Us Part 2? <laughs> Where's my Destiny expansion? Come on, guys. Yeah. Should have happened by now. It ended like really bad sex. Like, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't even leave me a tip. What's going on? <laughs> How rude. But needless to say, needless to say, Sony's teeing up for something and it's not really bad sex. So Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> find out what they're up to it'll be it'll be interesting all the same but i'll tell you what's probably more interesting come back here david not not i mean the vita is going to be exciting for some sure but let's talk about parasite eve Mm, because it appears that square enix may be bringing that series back they'd recently filed a trademark for the game in europe suggesting that the franchise might make a return. We don't know if it's going to be Parasite Eve HD. We don't know if it's going to be a sequel. We don't know if it's going to be the third birthday all over again, but they're working on something. And apparently they're paying attention to the fans because 
the fans really want these old franchises back. I mean, this, this, we heard about this and people went apeshit. You got great. Bring back Einhander too. Well, one at a time, but you know, it's, it's still something and it's, uh, it just has me curious what they're going to do. Yeah. Cause I really like the first two games with Parasite one and two, uh, but they came out with like a third game, which I, I didn't like, you know, really pay, pay any, uh, any like attention to called like the third birthday. Like, can, can you, which I just yeah. referenced. Yeah. yeah. Can you, yes. can you like explain a bit like about like what, what that game's all about? Cause I literally know like nothing about it. Well, it's sort of like a third-person role-playing shooter. It was co-developed between Square Enix and Hexadrive. So some people didn't really consider it like, you know, Parasite Eve 3. Hmm. They considered it more like kind of a, a spin-off, but still fitting within the same universe. Okay. I mean, it, it was liked by some, but obviously there were people like, well, can we have a real Parasite Eve the game now? You know right, what I mean? the home console version, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it didn't suck. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. You know? I think uh, Ross, like, you, you, I, I, I think you were like a big fan of like the Parasite Eve, like fran- you know, just like franchise in general, right? I played, I played the first one. I watched most of the gameplay of the second one. The storylines were extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those I would not mind seeing come back in some form, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, I don't know if you played like Parasite Eve at all, there, Lane. I have no opinion. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, you could just say no. <laughs> I have no That's opinion. Leave easy. me alone. <laughs> Fair enough. Then. Not, not that she doesn't. She didn't play it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's honestly like really, really exciting, honestly, for for like a new Parasite Eve like to to be coming out. If this is like the case, um, because this has been like a franchise that has been like long dormant, really. Like if you don't count like the third birthday, because uh, like Parasite Eve two, I think came out in ninety nine or two thousand or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's just really cool to kind of see like a franchise like this that's been like you know that's been like beloved for like, you know for like many years. And uh, I think like the latest way they can really play these games is on the PS Vita, really. Um, but otherwise, like you, we just haven't like heard anything about the, you know about this franchise for a while. So with this new patent now being uh, you know being being renewed, really, um, it, you know, it could possibly pay the way for like a new game, or maybe we'll get like a Parasite Eve like one and two kind of package sort of deal on like PS4 or Switch or something like that. That could possibly um, lead the way to like a new sequel. So you know, we'll kind of wait and see on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be. Whatever they have up their sleeve, I'm sure they're going to reveal it sometime next year because once Kingdom Hearts comes out, then they can focus on other stuff. Maybe we'll finally see this Parasite Eve. Maybe we'll see what they're up to with the Avengers. Maybe we'll see mm. a release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake sometime in 2021. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, so. we'll see something. Absolutely. Uh, but like the last story that we have here, though, is uh, just kind of like an, a very interesting one because like over Twitter, uh, Nicholas uh, is like a, like a studio here. Um, uh, actually brought up like a concept for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, which has has us re- really excited because it's a very like retro kind of vibe to it, Robert. Mm-hmm, it really does. I mean, it's not a real game. Uh, I, I actually checked up with them and they explained that it was just pretty much um, an artistic vision. But I mean, the way they have it set up, they, they're, they're like these like. 8-bit style, uh, 16-bit style, rather, somewhere a mixture between the two of super deformed characters. Yeah, it's kind of like Mighty Final Fight almost, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty neat system. I, I got to be honest, it, it's really cool how uh, how it's done. And I kind of want to see a game like this. You know, Nicholas, they've been nailing these old-school games left and right. You know, you have Binding of Isaac, Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they corrected Runner 3, so it's actually not an impossible 
running game anymore. It's actually <laughs> tolerable again. Right. You know, uh, they did Blade Strangers and they got um, a Crystal Crisis, which is their a puzzle fighter style game coming out early next year. So, I mean, they've, they've been nailing this old school vibe. I mean, if they were able to work out a deal with Nickelodeon to bring back the Ninja Turtles uh, in a beat em up style, I mean, it'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, Elaine Ross, I was kind of curious on what your thoughts were, let's kind of seeing like the image that uh, Nicolas posted here for a new TMNT game. Looking at it right now, it looks pretty darn cute. Yeah, I nice. mean, I'm I'm always down for a side scroller. <laughs> I just mash a bunch of buttons and pray for the best. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves a good beat 'em up. There, seriously, oh, yeah, Lane's just sitting there punching air for the next ten minutes. Come here, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, Take that oxygen, um, Elaine. <laughs> could you see yourself kind of like stitching up, like almost like um, you know, have have like a have like a coin purse, or have like a, you know, have like a um, have like a scarf or whatever with like kind of like the, these like chibi version of like the TMNT characters? Yeah, they're adorable. They got the big old goober heads. Yeah, <laughs> that's them. <yeah. laughs> the goober heads. Uh, like, I, I think like the only thing I have like against like this image really is the fact that they have like a burger town like in the in the background. Even though Mikey is yelling out pizza, so it should be like a pizza shop really in the background. But that's that's kind of like a minor, my, you know, like, like a minor detail to kind of like throw out there. But otherwise, I would love to see this because it totally reminds me of like of uh, Mighty Final Fight. Um, like where, um, you know, where it kind of had that very super deformed kind of like look, but it was, you know, still like a beat-em-up style game. Uh, so it'd be like really cool, uh, you know, to kind of see this, uh, be like a reality. So kind of like wait and see if anything comes of this or if it'll just remain as like, just kind of like a, a fan dream, really. Yeah. I mean, for now we do have the Raw Thrills arcade game, which came out like late last year. We do have that. And I suppose if you're desperate, you could play as Ninja Turtles and Nickelodeon Kart Racers. Although, really, why, why are you playing that instead of Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it was on sale at Big Lots. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're Piggly now Wiggly now. now. <laughs> Welcome. That'll lead us into the part of the show now called What Are You Playing? We get some games we've all been playing or have recently beat. Uh, so I think we'll start off with um, with like Elaine, then Ross, and then, uh, and then Robert and me uh, to kind of talk about what we've been playing recently. So Elaine, what have you been playing? Absolutely nothing. But Ross <laughs> dropped off D2 at my front door this morning. Destiny or 2. Afternoon. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's going to be started. I'm going to play that. I'm going to start that tonight. So once we get off the podcast. Bye, y'all. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, yeah, cause Guys, can we wrap do? it up quick? I need to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because um, I know my friend Andrew. He's been trying to get me back onto Destiny for like a while now, and um, you know he he's been like really like talking about the um, like the Gambit mode and that. And I, I like it sounds like my kind of jam. But I'm, just, I'm I'm all about like Overwatch lately. So that's okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> sorry, I'm just reviewing everything and all. I'm right, sorry. right. <laughs> How about you there, Ross? Oh, I have uh, finished Red Dead 2. Mm, nice. Uh, storyline, storyline-wise, that's great. I am playing Red Dead Online now, and it is real-life Cowboys and Indians, people. It is it is <laughs> something else. It is something else. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, what's What's been, like? I guess, like the most surprising aspect of, of Red Dead Online so far for you? Um, how you can just wantonly kill anyone you want, and they really don't care. Yeah. They really don't care. So just care. like the main yeah. game, it's basically. Still, <laughs> it's still very much in beta. That's the thing. Like, it's gotcha. super beta. It's super beta. So I would tell anyone that, that's interested in playing this game, um, maybe hold off a little bit. Maybe, maybe wait. They won't. <laughs> they won't. But no. you, you maybe. 
Yeah. I think the big thing is like when you got a new horse and everything and you go step like five paces and then you get shot. So I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I just got this horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So how about you there, Robert? Oh, God, what haven't I been playing this week besides Destiny 2? Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I've been I've been working on a bunch of stuff. The big one I've been wanting to talk about is Darksiders 3. Uh, this just came out this week after, you know, six years apart from Darksiders 2 that came out in 2012. And I enjoy it. Um, Fury is a really great character in the series, and the story is really good, and the combat has its moments of greatness and graphics look pretty good mm -hmm. but there are some inconsistencies to point out um first off the lock-on system is kind of broken you can lose track of targets and it results in some cheap hits um the map system is gone but you have a heads-up display that shows you exactly where you need to go next which is kind of a cheat is it kind of like an arrow kind of, kind of thing yeah or? well no it's like you, you want to find like the next deadly sin in the world that jumped down, down a skull appears and oh, you just gotcha. follow that route and there you go um, the difficulty's off in some places. I know some people were frustrated because they had to go all the way back to a checkpoint 10 miles back and then come back for the boss battle and then die again and then do right. it again. I hear the checkpoint layout um, is like a little weird with that. Yeah, It, it is. It could use a little autosave um, there. Gunfire, please. Gunfire <laughs> games, if you could. And, um, you know, uh, aside from that, some minor graphic inconsistencies on PS4 version. The Xbox One version is fine. But um, overall, though, I, I was pleased to see the series back. Uh, Darksiders is a pretty good game. It's not as good as the first two, but it's definitely a good step in getting back into the series. And hopefully when Darksiders 4 rolls around, we'll really see uh, an adventure that draws us in without a lot of the flaws. I mean, it's something for Gunfire to think about with patching and stuff, but this is definitely something fans want to check out. So it's a fun game. Would you say the Dark Siders three then is the is is the weakest out of the three? I would say so. Okay. If only because of the visual issues and the difficulty. Because the first two games were well balanced by visual games when they made those. So um but I still recommend it. I still think it's worth checking out. Uh another game that I want to talk about is Horizon Chase Turbo. Uh this is a classic arcade style outrun like game from the team over there at Aquarius. Uh they released it originally for PS4, but it came out for Switch and Xbox One this week. And it's a really fun arcade racer. There are like 109 different tracks. There's like four-player split-screen racing. There's old-school gameplay, which feels just like the classic days of OutRun, which is nice. The music's really good. They actually brought back the dude who composed the Top Gear games. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment, but he did the soundtrack, and he did really well at that, too. And uh, there's a playground mode in which you can take on these various challenges and try to unlock cars. And then, aside from that, our type Dimensions EX also came out. I'm giving away a Steam code tonight. Uh, this is a great game from Tozai Games. Um, old school style IRM games redone. You can actually switch between classic and new visuals with the press of a button. Um, very challenging shooters, but you can modify the rules to have infinite lives if you want to do it that way. Go for it. You want to see the ending? Finally, you can. <laughs> so I think this is a great game for Switch as well. And finally, I've been playing Toki. Toki is a game coming from Microids on December 4th. David, I know you got this as well. Yes. Um, classic arcade game remade with nice visuals, music remastered. I mean, it is short on length. It's an arcade game, so you can beat it in about an hour, but it's very well done. And uh, difficulty is balanced just right, so it's not too easy, not too hard. And there's a cool collector's edition where you can actually build an arcade cabinet to put your Nintendo Switch into if you want to play that way. Um, so we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But th that's all I've been playing. Uh, looking forward to Guacamelee 2 and uh, on Switch and then Just Cause 4 next week as well. But Sounds uh, good. Yeah. David, I know you've been playing quite a bit. Obviously, I mentioned Horizon Chase and I mentioned um, 
uh, Toki. Toki, yeah. But you also got the arcade one-up Street Fighter machine. Yeah, so I was doing like a video, uh, trying unsuccessfully anyway to like stream myself, just like putting it together because like it's just you know I I would have like people calling me like in the middle of like stream and it's just be chaos basically. But um, <laughs> but putting it together actually was really easy. Honestly, it was um, you know it didn't t- you know didn't take long at all. I'd say it took you know it took like roughly like you know about like an hour really. Um, it's kind of like IKEA furniture really with like you know with the instructions that you have and all the like neat. <laughs> You know, all the like uh, screws and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it really is, honestly, because like it's just kind of like step by step, like very simple, like any idiot can like kind of like follow it, really. Uh, they kind of put together your own arcade cabinet, basically. And it's uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's basically like three fourths the size of like a typical arcade cabinet. Um, I have the Street Fighter 2 one, uh, which includes like three different versions of Street Fighter 2, basically on there. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's just really cool to have it on there. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds great. It looks great. It's just really neat, like, you know, to kind of have it um, at home. So uh, I've been having fun with that. Um, aside from that, too, uh, I've been, uh, you know, I actually beat uh, Hitman 2 just recently. Uh, you know, went through like all the missions. How? And, um, <laughs> I got, uh, I'm not good. I'm not. Good. I, I got Silent Assassin and like all the missions and all that stuff. So like, it's uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, honestly, like my my favorite stage in, in the whole game is the is the neighborhood. Like in the, like it's like the Vermont suburban like area basically. Um, and you're just wandering around in, in like a neighborhood, and they get, you have like two targets that to take out there. Um, although I was playing around with a uh, with like the contracts mode in that, uh, just making like my own like hits basically, and uh, basically dressed as like a, as like a garbage man, just like taking out you know. You had to take people out basically uh, by bringing the bodies over to the uh, to like the trash compactor and like killing them that way. Um, so yeah. trying to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I've been like uh, you know I was putting that together and then kind of making like a bit of like a challenge today. You had to take out like five targets that way. There's like one woman who's like jogging around the neighborhood. You just kind of just strangle and just throw in there <laughs> basically. Well, so. You make sure you make sure not to like you know strangle her while she's running because she could escape right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not that I've killed anybody. I'm just asking. No, no, there's no prior experience here, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's a really fun game. It's really really cool, and uh, it, it's, it's definitely one I would highly recommend for anyone who's uh, who's a big stealth fan or like fan of the Hitman games in general. Um, and aside from that too, I, I played through Battery Jam, uh, which is basically like a like an action party game uh, that came out on Switch just just recently. Uh, I did like a review for that on on NintendoEnthusiast.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically it's like a party game. You could have, uh, two to four players basically running around. Uh, you, you can also play like single player with like bots or whatever. Uh, but you have like two, two to four players like on screen, uh, basically trying to like eliminate, uh, to, to eliminate each other and also to take over like the floor tiles, uh, to be like their, their certain color. So everyone like kind of picks like whichever color that they are and they're trying to turn like all the blocks into like different colors based on the floor tiles really and um you have like a number of different ways to kind of go about it. it is surprisingly deep and honestly it's one of the best party games that you that you could play on, on the nintendo switch right now um you know i would, I would put it up there uh, if not more fun even though it's more simplistic certainly than, than than super mario party um i'm just more more of a fan of that because of, of it being more action oriented and the fact there's no like motion controls is, is a plus for me <laughs> so um but it's, it's definitely a lot of fun definitely one i would highly recommend so battery jam is uh, definitely one to check out on switch nice i'll uh, tell you this though david i regret mm-hmm. that we were not able to turn your street fighter cabinet building series into the next home improvement Right, we were, we were thinking about that. Now I'm gonna rewire it. Our, oh, our, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could be my my like Wilson or, or you, like you Al sound, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you, you sound more like a sick Arsenio Hall fan. It's <laughs> <laughs> the next podcast idea. Yeah. 
work on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I do have a game code here to give away. Uh, so this is a game code here for Splasher on PS4. Splasher is a fun and challenging 2D platformer filled with humor and surprises. Armed with a paint cannon, you'll face the dangers of the Incorp Megafactory in order to save your companions, the Splashers, and put an end to the Machiavellian projects of the evil boss, Le Docteur. So uh, basically it's like Splatoon meets Mario in a sense because of the platforming elements and it's 2D, but you know also the whole like you know using a paint cannon basically uh, like in it. So if that sounds like you're jammed, then definitely jump on this. Again, this is a code for PS4. The code is 74223JNJC258. Again, that's Splasher on PS4. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Stage of History. So with that, we have the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So I figure since we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, like, you know, you know, well, like our main topic being uh, being about like sibling rivalry and like, you know, kind of like working together or working against each other in some cases, uh, I figure I mentioned Double Dragon 2 The Revenge. So this is a 1988 beat-em-up by Technos Japan. It was initially developed as an upgrade kit to the original Double Dragon before becoming its own game. The Sega Mega Drive version was released as a straight port of the arcade game, unlike the distinct NES port. And a 3D beat-em-up that's loosely based on the arcade game called Double Dragon 2 Wander of the Dragons is the lowest-scoring Xbox 360 title on Metacritic with a score of 17. (laughs) Um, So, Robert, it sounds... Yeah, so Robert, it sounds like you have some some experience there with Wonder of the Dragons. Why the hell would you bring up the Xbox? <laughs> One of those fun facts, if you will, or not so fun facts, I guess in this case. Yeah, I wouldn't call it fun at all. Um, <laughs> I, I was a big fan of the NES version. I thought the NES version was pretty good because it was the first one I believe to utilize two player. Because yeah, because the first, the first one was game. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to have two player in yeah. the first one. So it was nice to have two player in that one. I didn't play the Genesis version that much. I did like the arcade one too. Um, I, I thought it was kind of funny how like you took on bosses and then they just deteriorated or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I always thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it was a little grisly at the beginning. Instead of kidnapping the girl, they just shot her. You know, it's a yeah, girl. exactly. Yeah. Yay. We're not taking you with us anymore. No, we're sick of you. All right. They're for real in this one. Yeah. yeah they're, not, they're not fucking around here. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a really well done sequel. They kind of lost their way after that with Double Dragon 3, the Rosetta Stone. It wasn't really made as well. As was it called the Rosetta thing. Stone or was it like the Sacred Stones or something like that? I think it was the Sacred I, Stones, right? Well, well, I can go look. I thought it was. Really yeah, because I owned that game and like I like I remember playing that one a lot. That, that was actually the, <laughs> no, yeah, the Double Dragon game I played the most. <laughs> Oh, here we go. That's what it is. The home versions were called the Secret Stones. The arcade version was called the Rosetta Stone. Gotcha. So okay. we're both right. Where you had to learn Chinese. Yes. <laughs> Are you Chinese or Japanese? What, Excuse me. Do you know how I could say ass whooping in Chinese? <laughs> Just wondering. I mean, it was good, but obviously... Super Double Dragons, my jam. If we're gonna talk about favorite oh, yes. Double Dragon games, but that's just me. But Super uh, Double Dragons, good. I like that. Double Dragon too. I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Uh, Elaine Ross, have you guys played this one? I have not. I have not either. Yeah. No opinion. Any any <laughs> any Double Dragon games like at all like in your history? Of... I played the first one on NES and absolutely loved it. And then there was one more I played, but I cannot remember. See, the problem is like Double Dragon and then like Streets of Rage kind of blend together sometimes. Mm, yeah. So like you're kind of wondering like which beat em up am I on now? Yeah. There's Double yeah. Dragon, Streets of Rage, Final Fight, like a lot a lot of those kind of like anything in the Capcom beat em up bundle. Yeah. It's just all these games came out. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but the next genre, exactly, it, it really is. Yeah, uh, but the next game we have here in stage of history is certainly one that I know that you both have played is Toe Jam and Earl, uh, as, as well as Robert actually. Jam it, um, jam it exactly. <laughs> it's a 1991 action roguelike dungeon crawler by Johnson Vorsinger Productions. It references and parodies 1980s and early 90s urban culture. For the game's unique jazz funk sound, composer John Baker was inspired by Herbie Hancock and the Headhunters. And a review published by the Chicago Tribune called it, quote, an outer space rap version of Abbott and Costello. <laughs> so, that was a very, a very, very interesting like, quote there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was like, a very interesting quote there. But um, yeah, so Elaine, I figure we'll have you start off here with talking about some Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, I love me some Toe Jam and Earl, man. That was... But what about the game? <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Look, I, I'm a very simple woman. I just want to sit down and gather all the presents and get my hot tops and run away. Dance with the hula girls and sit in the hot tub and all this shit. Yep. There you go. There you go. But what you're gonna what you're gonna learn is if 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 Ross and I were playing together, I'm the worst second player. Like if you're on a side scroll, I'm at the very left corner. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, why can't I go any further? Oh, Elaine, what are you doing? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rasa, what, what's, what's your experience with this? I have played more Toe Jam and Earl than I, I care to talk about. Um, the uh, <laughs> opening theme song has been my ringtone for a number of years. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, and I'm not kidding you on that. Like, yeah, I love the, I love that bass line, man. I really do. That bass line is killer. Yeah. Uh, I occasionally still bust it out. I've got a like a little retro uh, Genesis thing that I that I play it on occasionally, and uh, got a couple friends that'll come over and play it. It is a lovely, wonderful game. Oh, it it's such such a good two player experience. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so it's a classic game. It is, and it introduced a great concept with co-op at the time because we didn't really have too many games that utilized two-player co-ops. True co-op. Yeah. True co-op. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, it's not every day that you can walk around and actually wear the name, you know, Wiener in, in Pride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Toe, Toe Jam is a wiener, and I'm sure like Elaine's sitting there, Ross, you're such a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> It's not wrong, I imagine. <laughs> I knew a lot of words okay. from a very early age. So that, that was just added on there. Yeah, <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, with like Toe Jam and Earl, I mean, like, uh, yeah, that's it, it's funny because, like, with this franchise, it certainly changed like a lot over time. Like, there was like the, you know, more like the side scroller that was like the second game, and then there was the yeah, yeah, and then there was like the abysmal third game, which was on the original Xbox, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. That was kind of just. 3D, it was kind of like a 3D yeah. mess, really, more, more yeah. than anything. But what I like is that Back in the Groove is coming next year, and it's going back to the style that the first game brought forth, you know? Yes. And I know you talked to them quite a bit there. You talked to Greg Johnson, I've talked to Greg Johnson. Mm-hmm. Hell, you got me, you know, the case, the Genesis case. That's right, yeah, yeah, still yeah the, the Toe like, swag, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't gotten rid of it, I love it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is great that they're coming back, and they're following the old formula. You know, Greg and his team really understand 
a lot of players want that back. So, you know, it'll only be a few months before Elaine calls Ross a wiener again. So, you know, that, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she might do it tonight. I don't know. It was, you know yeah. Yeah. Night's not over, baby. Night's not over. Not at all. No. <laughs> Quit stealing and, my hot tops. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert, I, be- I believe you have like a Toe Jam Neuro like shrine at home too. Well, <laughs> kind of. I wouldn't say it's a shrine. It's a couple of shelves. I mean, I have I have the Toe Jam Neuro vinyl figures with the spaceship. I have a few pins, including a couple of you gave me i have a couple of the soundtracks and i have the t-shirt so I, i'm not <laughs> I, I mean i mean i'm not getting a toe jam and earl tattoo but i'm I, right. I, I like toe jam and earl you don't pray to like an earl like buddha or anything like that he's got the toe jam and earl candles you know the really tall ones you see in church you know, oh yeah he lights them at night yeah Praise they got the those church. at the um at um at the salem stores uh like they because they, they, they actually have like witch stores there and like they actually have like those those like tall candles they can like pray to and stuff so Are that actually <laughs> look down. like toe jam and earl yeah, well, it's not Toe Jam and Earl, but still, it's kind of like in that same I, style. I'm sure Elaine will make it happen, though. Excuse me, can you decorate? I think she will. Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Rule 23, if it if it, if it's real, it exists out there. It, if worry. it's real, it exists. <laughs> well, how do we know it's if it's real then, Ross? I mean, if you're going to bring it back. <laughs> that's, that's the point. It's, you gotta, there's a porno about it. That's the whole thing. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. I don't yeah, want to yeah. look it yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah. I don't know. And that's going to lead us now to Obscura. And for Obscura, I thought I'd bring up this uh, game. Uh, Elaine was talking a little bit about how she loved the Sega channel back in the day. So we came up with a nice pick for her called Pulseman. Uh, it's a game that came out in Japan in 1994, uh, developed by Game Freak and published by Sega for the Sega Mega Drive. It never got a U.S. release until it came out for the Virtual Console for the Wii years later. However, you could play it on Sega channel as one of the exclusives when it came out back in 1995. Uh, it was a side-scrolling platforming game. It was originally called Spark and it was directed by ken sugimori and uh it, it was a really fun game from what i played uh granted this was like with quick sessions because i was so busy with virtual fighter 2 at the time which we had a pretty good port but this was a lot of fun to play at the time basically you're living in a computer world uh and you're basically trying to take down an evil person by the name of doc Waryu yama uh, which is a great villain name. Uh, he uses a system called Eureka, which allows for sea life beings to manifest in the human world. So it's kind of a the Matrix, kind of, except not, <laughs> no cool trench coats or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. It was a fun little side-scrolling game, and I kind of think it should have had a better chance to release in the home market, but at least we got the virtual console release. And, you know, with Sega ages going the way it is on the Switch, we might see him again. It'd be yeah. great to see the game kind of return because, you know, we're seeing some good side scrolling fare out there and Mega Man's doing his thing. So who knows? Maybe Pulse Man can do I mean, his. We saw, um, what was it, Alien Soldier come out for the Genesis collection that came out just recently. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it'd be cool to see that Pulse Man come back in, in a big way, too, especially because of the fact that Pulse Man, he literally looks like a Mega Man villain in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like his, like, I his think like, design. Was, I think there was one that was in Mega Man. Was there? Hang on, I'm going to look. <laughs> I believe okay. there was. I, I, it sounded like it. I know there was a... We're fact-checking it. Was a, it was Electro Man <laughs> or something like that, but... Yeah, there's like a Lech Man. Yeah. And there's all sorts of different ones like that. I don't know about Pulse Man, though. But... Nitro Man. I mean, it's hard to tell. There's so many men. <laughs> so many mans. Yeah. <laughs> and they all sound right in there. Too many men out Elaine's there. Out there right singing it. <laughs> Elaine's over there singing it's raining men. You know, I don't know. But the... there you go. <laughs> well, they all they all sound dirty, like Pulse Man, mm. like Nitro Man. Man. All sex toys. <laughs> mm, like... Trash hey, Man. Baby. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm Nitro Man. Want to blow up? <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. Ooh, guts, I don't know how we got into such perverted talk here, but uh, <laughs> welcome. But this was a fun platformer back in the day. If you can find a Mega Drive version, definitely hunt it down. Uh, it's not being offered on Virtual Console anymore because the Wii Shop shut down, sadly. But uh, who knows? We could see it back wah, in the wah. future. Yeah, wah, wah. Uh, it'd be great <laughs> to see it sometime soon. So there you go. Tell Sega about it, guys. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine that the Janes also played some Pulse Man, right? Oh yeah. Did Did you guys? Don't I do not remember Pulse Man. I do not remember this game. Um, maybe maybe it was on there and I just never played it. The good okay. possibility, right? Oh, uh, Elaine, do you have any opinion on this? <laughs> no opinion. No opinion. Oh my God. You were in the Sega channel. How did you miss it? I don't like when I looked at the pic- when I looked at the pictures. The ba- like the background of it looks familiar, but at the same time, I mean everything cool that had to do with consoles. Because we're going to start talking about like us playing video games growing up. But like everything cool was in Ross's room. So there's only a limited <laughs> amount of time I could be in there because I was hella annoying as a kid. Were were. Yeah, I was about to say, because uh, what'd you do? Like, go turn it on for 60 seconds and just catch some of the tips before a game loaded? Is mm, that how it Just works? the tip. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they're, they're, when you were doing that, these game counselors would provide game tips, and they scrolled, like, very slowly. And just when you think you were going to be able to read it all, like, the game started. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what the tip is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid answering that one, but... <laughs> That's going to lead us now to our main topic here. Is basically going to be getting into sibling dynamics when playing playing games. Uh, so we have uh, you know Elaine and Ross here, basically kind of like talk about I guess like this being like a brother and sister, just kind of, you know just playing video games together. Um, so I imagine that there was a bit of like sibling rivalry as far as like who got to play when or like you know like Toe Jam and Earl anyway, like you know with like Elaine staying on like one side of the screen for no reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was kind of curious on like, I guess like what that dynamic was like with you guys as kids, uh, you know, growing up with, uh, with you know with games and stuff. I'll let Elaine take it. Like I have my own opinion, but you you were the younger sibling, so I feel like this is more your territory. Oh Lord! Um, <laughs> like I said, everything everything cool was in Ross's room because I wasn't allowed to have a console because I'm a girl. Mm. But <laughs> girls can't was... play games. <laughs> um... Get out of my clubhouse! <laughs> <laughs> it says no we... girls. We can only have one. <laughs> we didn't like. I don't like. I don't remember us necessarily like fighting over time. It was more just he wanted to be alone, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, I wa- and I wanted to play games. Leave Ross alone. <laughs> I just discovered porn. Go if away. Only. <laughs> if only. If only. Oh, no, there were there were a few games that we had that we could play together. Uh, yes. We had this uh, Tiny Toon Adventures sports game that was actually really oh. fun. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Was that the basketball game? Uh, could, or yeah. It had, it had, like, all three on there. It was basketball and... Uh, uh, soccer and there was one more. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah was it was fun. a lot of fun. It was like three on three, and you get to pick your squad, which is really cool. So you could pick like the Tiny Toons characters as your as your posse, if you will. Mm. Um, and it was it was pretty good. It was yeah. fun. You could play either together or with the other against the other person. It was it Tiny was never... Tune Adventures Wacky Sports Challenge. That's what I remember that's that. The one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that. I don't even know how we got that one. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was the one that really came to mind for I mean, other than like Toe Jam and Earl, Sonic Two was a good yes. one too. Uh, when you you could figure out that like, oh, she couldn't die. Yeah, oh, like, oh, that's, that's tails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps coming back for more. The, the immortal <laughs> tail. Fuck that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like Sonic 2 was kind of like the perfect two-player game if you had, like, someone who just, you know, just want to kind of, like, hold the controller and just, like, do stuff and not worry about dying and all that, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those perfect little games compared to, like, World of Illusion where you both had to work together to get through a stage. We're like, will you get on the fucking cart? I'm trying to finish this mm. stage. Or, like, Battletoads, yeah, for example. Yeah, was, yeah like, Battletoads. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads. The, the cool thing about Battletoads, I swear, my sister did this a couple times when she was playing it. She would pick me up and then jump off a cliff while still holding me, killing both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, taking I'm you with me, motherfucker. would <laughs> be like, oh, I hope I don't fall over. I hope I don't fall over. Oh, crap. <laughs> you, you jump, I jump. Remember, right? <laughs> We're both gonna die together. <laughs> um, were there any other games that you guys like remember playing? Uh, you know, like either playing together, like you know, in, in harmony or in disharmony or, or whatever it might be. Probably disharmony. I mean, NES, NES probably like was the one. I mean, because that was the first system that I had at home. Hmm. Uh, okay. Personally, Lane growing up, I don't remember when. I, I think I got the the Genesis at eight or nine. I can't remember. Maybe nine. Okay. And before that, it was uh, <laughs> Duck Hunt, of course. Like, you yes. would get in each other's way, you know, like... You, and we had and the shotgun! That you could actually control the duck with the second player controller. That's right. Clue. Like, a lot of people a kid, don't know, you know about that. I actually just did a yeah, story that of that a... where Seth Rogen pointed out, of all people. He said he yeah. found out while he and, was... And, like, blew up on social media. It's like, did people not know about this? <laughs> no, I had no clue. I had no clue. How do you know? There you go. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of like more NES. Obviously, Battletoads. That was the one we had, but I don't remember you replaying that one all that much. Yeah. We played Worms. Um, was it Worms? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the original version yeah. of Worms, uh, like team versus team, your four worms versus their four worms. You know that kind of thing. Like the original yeah. Genesis one. Uh, we played that all the time. All the time. Now, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm curious here. Yeah, uh, what what accent did Elaine use for her worms? <laughs> were they like angry Scots? They all came with the same generic. You know, I, like I the, know, but the... you can give them like Scottish tones or whatever. And, you know, I'm looking at Elaine. Like, Could you on the Genesis one? Uh, no, that's I know a Genesis, Genesis one. I know. I, I, I know PlayStation. the PC yeah, one no, that they had. The yeah, PlayStation, you could do. It. I didn't know there was a Genesis. No, this was like the first one. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the, Gen- the Genesis one. Yeah, I think the Genesis one yeah. was more like. I don't know, tempered down. Really, I forgot far it was as, like, on was Genesis. Yeah. I was thinking of the PlayStation one because, you know, like, Lottie, pew, you know. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's that was different. I still play Worms today. Yeah. I love that game. It's yeah. still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, on the Genesis, it was very much bare bones. It was very, very cut and dry, you know, which you could do, which you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, What's another good one? Oh, man. I can't think of a co-op game, but I like the cool part about having an older brother who plays video games is, well, there was one game I'd always rent with good intentions and could never beat. So Echo the Dolphin. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good intentions. would always be like, don't 
rent it. You're not going to play. I'm going to have to play it for you. I'm like, no, I got this. <laughs> I can do it, bro. <laughs> and then, like an hour later, brother, how do I get out of this lake? <laughs> the first like level, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and then it was just like, just just play it for me. Just play it for me. And it's like, I don't want to play any more Echo the Dolphin. I'm, I'm with Echo the Dolphin. She'd probably be like a backseat gamer. Wait, where are you going? That's too deep. What you doing? What? <laughs> and, that's, and that's probably why I like Twitch so much, because it's like watching your older brother play video games you get to enjoy the experience but you ain't gotta do nothing <laughs> it really is that honestly yeah That's i will say this we did have uh game boys growing up and we yes. did uh we would share games that way so like you know trade off tetris um I'm trying to think if there's any other like direct two-player games well elaine mentioned but... to me about like crash test dummies <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that was a two-player game and we did play that uh we did That's play that OG you could rank up scores yeah, it was really, it was actually a lot of fun. It was hard. It was really hard, mm-hmm. but it was enjoyable. Um, but that that was always the battle too. Like it wasn't just for the Game Boy, at least. What, like I would want to play the thing that she has in her Game Boy. You mm-hmm. know, we have a select number of games. You know, that's when the that's when the. So you each right. had had like a Game yeah. Boy, but you had to like share the games. You know, the the games the, yeah, themselves. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Got to learn how to share. Yeah, share and share alike. <laughs> the hell you but he, ne- he never wanted my little mermaid game. No. <laughs> I wonder <Yeah>. why. <laughs> I, mean, I know, like the Little Mermaid game that was on the NES, I was actually like a pretty like a pretty good game actually. It was just very much in that like you know Capcom Disney kind of wheelhouse, honestly. Uh, you know, along with like Chippendale you know, Rescue Rangers Rescue and like Ducktales yeah. and like all that stuff. Oh, yeah. that was another game. Like you could pick up like the rescue. Well, you know, you, if you're playing as Chip or Dale, you could pick up your buddy and throw That's them at right. the enemies and damn you could screw each other over that way yeah exactly there'd probably I mean, be another one a... where you could drop off dropped off the side and kill both of you right yeah i mean you could <laughs> yeah. um because I, I remember i remember that tactic was used as a way to kind of get past like some like tough like platforming parts and not yeah. have to like rely on like each of you to kind of go so just like pick up one and just like platform for for both um but yeah you could really screw each other over that way too yeah. I, I think probably the one that screwed with people the most was contra because like you yeah. could have two of them running through it, and if, like the second player sucked and ran out of lives, they could seep lives off the first one. That's right. Yeah, yeah they'd steal yeah, the yeah. lives off. Like, Will you quit dying? <laughs> <laughs> Will you quit dying, please? Be- get good, please. Just like your real life. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're a leech. <laughs> yes, succubus. What's wrong with you? But no, I think the funniest would be like when you steal power ups. Like you shoot a power up, you get a spread gun, and you jump up to go get it, and then like somebody else runs off with it. You son of a that was mine. <laughs> that was mine. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a that's another good two player one. Uh, Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, Gunstar mm. Heroes, Heroes was blast. Uh, it was still is great with another player. It's fantastic for sure. Yeah. Um, so Lane, like, I was, I was kind of curious, like, what like initially I guess got you into like gaming. Like, was it through playing with Ross, or was there like a specific game that like just kind of caught your eye? I mean, it's just you have an older brother and you see he plays video games, and you're like, well, that's cool. I want to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like I had, I did have my own Game Boy. I just never had my own console, which I mean works out because it was there was two of us, and usually if he wasn't home, I would just sneak in there, right, and you know <laughs> go play some video games or something. So, I mean, I I would play on my own. Um, Tomb Raider was a big one I played on my own, but never beat. Usually, if Ross was home, I'd say hello, help, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What did you do? I swan dived off the top thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did the bad. (laughs) And I, and now like, as I'm older, I enjoy it more because with, you know, destiny and being connected with everybody and your friends and hanging out and just, 
you know, just shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. Yeah, but <laughs> like literally yeah, shooting the shit. Just shooting the shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's it's a bit different when you have an older sister because you know, like she doesn't have any interest in your young toys or whatever if you're playing video games. But I mean, we did. When I was younger, we did have an Atari 2600, right? And I remember that distinctly because, you know, my father had given it to me for Christmas. And, well, to us, technically. But I played it all the time. So my sister. <laughs> it's mine, damn it. But it, it, it was kind of funny, you know, like, you know, the night before Christmas, she tied me to the bed. Be like, you're not going to go out there and peek at what he's giving you. And be like, okay. So while she's sleeping, I tie her to the bed. And, and, and then I get, up, I get up and go see it. And there's the Atari 2600. Ah! And she's like, what is what is? She falls out of a clunk. You know, it's amazing. But um, <laughs> rule of thumb, don't tie people to beds. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unless they ask for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Say no, like Fifty Shades or anything. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. <laughs> that goes double for Elaine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that that kind of leads to another interesting story. When we did play games together, she would always intentionally try to kill me. We were playing Circus Atari, right? Just like in real life. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. So playing Circus Atari, and there's this neat thing where, you know, you alternate. Like one person controls the paddle and the other and does the bouncing up, and then it switches off. So it was mm-hmm. her turn to catch me on the platform. So she's like, oh, go ahead. I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Jump. So I jumped. Then she moves out of the way, and I land on my head, and I have a flat foot-long head. And I'm like, what nice. did you do? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Butterfingers. What the? No, it was not Butterfingers. <laughs> so between that and Battletoads, I don't play with my sister ever. <laughs> you know. I think I think that's just an older sibling thing because the whole time I'm pl- like, if we're if Ross and I are playing a co-op game, the whole objective for me is just not to die. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going for you? <laughs> It works out pretty good, but we still haven't tried Little Big Planet yet. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that would be like the true family test at this point. I feel, yeah. I feel like <laughs> just don't don't pick your sister up because I've already learned from other games. It's just bad. Yeah, no, it sounds like a bad plan. <laughs> now, do you do you two like still play play games together? Also, or? well, I would. However, she went to the dark side on this last console buy. Oh, and. Uh, <laughs> with the xbox one instead of the ps4 and that's okay everybody does them you know it's fine but Every, if that, everybody if, makes a steak everybody makes they a make steak. steak oh i'm hungry but maybe this maybe this next generation will figure it out maybe that's the point. ps5 or bust in this case yeah that's right. get them cartridges and then you have to you know like it gets it's back to like the game boy days like where you like you have to like share the games and that all over again so <laughs> I mean, there are some things like when you have siblings playing games nowadays, like, you know, like, say, any of the Lego games, like Lego DC Supervillains. The problem is you can break apart and it goes to a split screen thing. But then next thing you know, you're trying to leave the level and they're all the way fucked back at the beginning looking for bricks or whatever. (laughs) Be like, what are you doing? We need to get. I'm looking. Mm. Hang on. It's like Toe Jam and Earl in that case. Yeah. It's like Toe Jam and Earl had, had like the split screen yeah, if you exactly. too far apart. Everybody's always left behind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was it was cool to have a little sister that was into video games. I can say that. Um, I it was awesome because you get to actually like show somebody else what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. You know, it doesn't look like magic anymore. You're breaking it down piece by piece, like when you do this. Thing. Like the magician just, kind of showing his secrets, so like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was cool to have that. You know, growing up when she wasn't. Like mouthing off for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mouth and off. nothing has changed since. Yeah. <laughs> I, was be like, I don't know what you're talking about, mouthing off for no reason. <laughs> no, I, ha- I had laryngitis last week, and it was like the family blessing. <laughs> That's when you trip to social media and be like, God, she never shuts up. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> what about you, David? Don't you have any rivalries with family or anything like that? Uh, well, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. that's that's a good. Uh, I mean, if yeah, I got to give up you know, my I, horror stories, you you have to give up your. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't have any um and and you know any any, any like siblings or anything, but uh, I did have uh, some some gaming competitions with my uh, with my aunt. Um, where we played columns and um, yeah no it was columns I remember yeah columns on on, on the yeah. Genesis um, so like you know it's my aunt like over um, you know over in Ireland my my um, my aunt Carol actually and um, so we would play like columns together and she would get super competitive and she normally doesn't play games at all. But when she gets into something, she gets into something like hardcore. Um, it's the same thing with like Boggle too. Like we'll have like epic like Boggle tournaments and stuff. But um, but with like columns, like she was just all about it. And we just go back and forth like on that, is kind of playing that. Um, so whenever I go go visit like my family over, over in Ireland, they had like Mega Drive over there, or like the Genesis here. Um, we would play Streets of Rage and Columns, and whenever Columns would, would would come up, my aunt Carol would just be like, "Oh, you playing some Columns? Huh? Can I play? Can I play?" And all that. So uh, we, we were just all about that. So it was, it was really fun. Um, nothing like too horrific, really, like the stories that you guys shared. But you know, that's that's kind of like what, what comes up as far as like playing playing games with you know with like family. And well, stuff, yeah, so. you know, playing with aunt is a lot different than playing with your sister because I don't. It you is. Know, yeah, I can't imagine an aunt that wants to grab you and you know walk off a cliff with you. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although my Aunt Carol really wasn't too far off from that, we'll say. <laughs> um, like I said, she gets very competitive, but, like, it was, it was a lot of fun, though, for, you know, just kind of playing through columns and, and, you know, boggle and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Robert, I believe I have a game code now to give away. Yeah, well, considering that uh, the game just dropped today, I do have a code to give away for R-Type Dimensions. This is a game from Tozai Games. Uh, it is available today for Switch and PC. You can also play it on Xbox One and and PlayStation 3. Uh, it is the classic R-Type and R-Type 2 shooters brought back to life with either HD versions or classic versions, which you can switch to with the press of a button. That is a really cool feature. And this is the EX edition, which means you can also take advantage of new slow and fast options within the game if you're feeling particularly crazy. Uh, and here is the code for the Switch version. It is T-X-A-K-R 928N2. ZZI5K. That is for R Type Dimensions EX on Steam. Enjoy, and don't forget you can also get it for Nintendo Switch. Choose your character. And so now we're at the part of the show called Random Select. So this is a yes or no 15 question game to guess which video game character that I am this week. Uh, so basically, it's going to be Elaine, Ross, and Robert as a team to basically ask like these yes or no questions. Guess which video which video game character that I am. Uh, if after five questions that you don't get it, I'll give the first hint. After ten, I'll give the second hint. And if after 15 questions that you, that you don't get it, then it's game over, as Raul Julia would say. So uh, whenever you guys are ready, you can start off with the first yes or no question. Are you Pulse Man? No, I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> That's too easy. Was your game on the Sega Genesis? No. Are you a male character? No. I forgot. <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> are you a Are you a superhero? No. Does your character have a gun? Yes. Have you had games on multiple systems? 
Yes, that's five right there. So the first hint I have here is, I'm no Transformer, but I know how to roll out. <laughs> I'm no Transformer, but I know how Wait to roll out. Wait a minute. I, I have an idea. I'm just going to throw something out there. Are you Samus? Yes. Very nice. good. Nice. <laughs> very good. Very good. And the uh, second hint I had here was both my nemesis and I have been called mother. Nice. Oh. Yeah. That would have, have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. But I'll tell you, it's, uh, that's pretty cool. We didn't do her yet. Yeah. Uh, in terms of in terms of random slip. <laughs> <laughs> we did her dirty that time. <laughs> hey, sorry, I don't I don't know that many bounty hunters. What can I say? I'm into you. Yeah, uh, you know. Hey, uh, guys, got got random select there with with Samus Aran, So good job there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically our cast. Uh, our, you know, episode one thirty nine, the books, and um, you know, uh, and, and you know, Elaine, if you want to tell people like where they can find you with like Nerd and Needle and like all that, as well as like Ross, like after you, like you know, if you want to like tell people where where they can find you and stuff. Oh, I am Nerd and Needle everywhere. If you Google Nerd and Needle, bada bing, bada boom, you're going to find some things. <laughs> you're going to find some nerds, you're going to find some needles. <laughs> you're going to find nerdy, geeky things that there I make. And what kind of stuff do you make on Nerd and Needle? Um, I do dice bags. I do custom patches. I'm mm. working on my YouTube channel to show you how to make nerdy, wearable things. So I'm all over the place. I'm really I'm in the destiny right now, but I can do anything. Mm. Okay, you and know what? Some like retro stuff too. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already following you. Why the hell aren't you following me back? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This isn't follow for follow. Okay. <laughs> how are like you supposed? Like. How are Some you supposed to trash talk streamers? How, how, how are you supposed to trash talk me if you don't know who I am? <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm just, giving, I'm just giving you a hard time because I can't. You're giving us a hard time, so I figure it's only fair to return it back to you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how about you there, Ross? Oh, well, it's real easy. You can find me at Ross Chains, basically everywhere, or RossJanes.com. Check out my website. There you go. And you do like photography and stuff too, right? Uh, photography, video, graphic design, all the, all the work. All the work, mainly for a local market, but there's some, there's some interesting stuff out there. You'll find it. There's some music stuff. Very cool. Go have a good Very time. Good. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, and that's uh, you know that's basically our cast uh, in the books. Uh, so if you want to find our um, you know our cast on Twitter, we are at our podcast. Same thing. Uh, same thing for Facebook. We are facebook.com slash our cast. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at the guilty man. Follow me on Twitter. It's at twitter.com slash the DCD. You can also check out my work at comicbook.com slash gaming Elaine. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's acting. She's acting like my sister already. She's already like Robert. When we play America's games, sister, right here, Elaine James. Yeah. She, she is for loan. Yeah, I'm she is for loan. Seriously, she's yeah. gonna grab my head Thanks. in a video game and drag me off a cliff. That's what she's gonna do. <laughs> but uh, hey, guys, I mean, if you uh, if you like video game stuff, be sure to check out our partner site with Don't Feed the Gamers at Don'tFeedTheGamers.com. That's run by our good buddy Leanna Ruppert, uh, where her and the team give fan centric news and reviews in gaming, and she also acts like my sister what is this uh, I'm, I'm basically <laughs> i'm basically the bullied little brother to everybody i don't get it right <laughs> and uh, i'll tell you what if you'd like to send us any feedback opinions retro games or topics for us to cover or anything at all really except for dick pics you can email us at ardcast at retrozap.com and while you're also at retrozap.com be sure to check out our other amazing podcasts we have offer over there especially the star wars variety uh, there's the flagship show bruise and blasters along with Kanata's castle and starship savers and scoundrels there's also beltway bantas which combines both star wars and politics so if you're in both minds 
it's definitely the show for you. Uh, there's also the Animaniacast if you're an Animaniacs fan, the Deucecast if, for all you movie buffs out there, and the Techno Retro Dads if you're into a variety of old school stuff just like the Arc Podcast. And there's also us with Arccast, so be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify, so you have mm-hmm. absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast. And yeah, that is episode 139 in the books. 139. Yeah, yep, actually, I got the number. <laughs> and until next time, keep it retro. And if you're an only child, I am envious. Yeah, well, I guess you're envious of me then in that case. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Everything that. is mine. Mind alone. <laughs> Seriously, he's just walking around school like that. It's mine. Nothing. Nobody. No. Ah, yeah. See that leaf on the ground? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. We're going to need to get you a sibling. <laughs> because <this Yeah>. is- <laughs> if, if me and Ross and Elaine sort of have to suffer, then so do you. Yeah. I mean, Everyone I'll, be, I'll be over there in a couple weeks. A little sister y'all day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Elaine will be my, my sister for the time that she's here in Boston. So, yeah. So here's what you do. When she shows up at your door, open it. No comment. Shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> I buy what you're selling, Missy. Oh. And also, uh, one final note, guys. We are going to do a Mutant Football League Christmas. We will have more details on that in the days ahead. So stay tuned to our cast on Twitter. Indeed. Catch you guys later. What's up, everybody? My name is Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudem. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.